You soak your hair and run outside naked. Freezing temperatures, of course. Okay, so maybe you're a little crazy. But will you catch a cold? Welcome to What Is It About The Weather, a podcast where we explore the many ways that weather intertwines itself into our lives. I'm your host, Mark Jelanek. And this week, well, I guess we're going to be talking about under the weather weather. Hope you're doing well. Hope your weather's doing well. Yeah, I'll get to the point about why, where I've been the past couple of weeks, and probably from the title you can figure it out. But let, let's focus on weather for a little bit. So I had this week some mammatus clouds, those that aren't familiar. If you ever, it, I don't know, the best way to describe it is a little bit like popcorn or cotton balls or something coming out of the bottom, right? It's, it's a very different look. And, you know, for those of us who kind of know what they are, it's obvious. I, Maybe I'll, I, I don't know that my picture was great. I did take a picture this week. So maybe I'll, I'll crop that and use that as the show art. But it's just kind of a neat thing. I had this, it was kind of wild. I had this storm system come through. But when I looked out, so I could, I, I can look to the east out my window. It's kind of a southeast view, let's say. But east, southeast, more or less, towards New York City or, or a little bit south of the city, south of the island. And in the reflection, though, of the window that's kind of, next to me so we we've got this building it's not a flat setup but we have these kind of outcropping windows if you will i could see behind and it was you know blue skies you could see were coming but in the middle were these mammatus clouds so i kind of had this kind of interesting before after and in between i thought it was going to get a rainbow but that never materialized why because another kind of batch of rain came through and that cloud blocked the sun yeah you know neither here nor there but it was still kind of neat to have all this kind of before and after effect. Also had what I'll call sweat snow. So one day we went from almost 80 degrees Fahrenheit. It was pretty close. It was in the 70s. And the next day we had friends that were less than you know 50 miles or so away calling and saying it was snowing at their place. So we didn't get snow directly where I was, but uh, definitely had, you know, it's springtime. We're still doing, dealing with that, ups and downs. This week, it's been a little bit more of in that range. But today, again, bright sunny day. Tomorrow supposed to be a little cooler, but yeah, again, comes with the season. Kind of used to that. All right, let's talk about my cold, where I've been, what's going on. So I was about to record literally a couple weeks ago and just felt something coming on. And I didn't feel that bad, but my voice was definitely at that phase where I just I couldn't go more than a minute to before I, you know, I'd almost lose my voice. So I knew I couldn't record an episode. Wasn't wasn't feeling horrible, but by the next day and the day after it was miserable. And I got one of those what I would call, you know, once a decade head colds. You know, most colds clear up let's say it roughly a week or whatever. But every so often you get one, well, at least I do, that in some ways it almost feels like a flu. You even get kind of a low-grade fever, but it, you know, it, it's not the flu. It's not that extreme, and it just seems to last forever. And this is definitely that case where you get it, you deal with a couple of days of not feeling well and a sore throat and that sort of thing, and then everything gets congested and so on and so on and so on. But finally in the last, I don't know, 24, 48 hours, things have started to settle down. Clearly, I'm still clearing some stuff out. And then last week, I thought about recording, but I was also in that phase where, I, again, it wasn't so much that my voice wasn't there, but every two minutes, I was just having to stop and cough tremendously. So I didn't know how I would ever really get through the episode. So I, I did what the doctors would tell me to do is take it easy, right? So I don't know that I really took it easy. But any case, for the patrons out there, do know that that for May I'm going to temporarily suspend um, 
the billing, so you will get a month on me. Uh, is my way of saying thank you, and thank you to all those that checked in while I was was ill, just to make sure everything was okay. Yes, I'm fine. Yes, everything's well. And for some people, who the way they listen to the podcast, they do it in batches, so they may have never noticed that there was a, a two week gap, three week gap in the grand scheme of things. Two weeks in the in the recording world, um, three weeks in the way things post. But again, if you wanna catch up at some point and then you don't have that information to do it you can always reach me at what is about the weather gmail.com yes I, I know it's that thing but i'm the only one reading it so it's effectively going to me you can hit me on twitter mark underscore jelinek that's j-e-l-i-n-e-k at twitter or what is about the weather is also on twitter it's funny i used twitter this week to get better customer service and it worked after a very terrible customer service situation with a big store that I will not name directly. Let's just say I was just very displeased. But the Twitter people, you know, I do think that works just as a rule of thumb. I think the idea of of if you see a big following on Twitter for some brand you're trying to work with, the people there, I, I think because they know you have the power to say something in an open forum, usually are responding and giving better service than what I got from both the phone number and the online help chat system. So ah, just passing that along. Of course, also, yes, no one's going to be billed for, for May for Patreon. If you're interested, it's a great month to join because you won't be billed, right? You can learn more about supporting the podcast, which is always welcome, at patreon.com slash weather. All right. Let's get into talking about under the weather weather. Now, this is not a new topic here, and we've talked about some very specific things in the past. We There was an episode specifically about the flu, right? And I talked about it during the COVID cycle about you know the role of, of COVID and weather. And just in general, I have, you know, it comes up from time to time, and we'll talk about it in, in a broad sense. And we've even talked about how weather can play a role in being therapeutic as opposed to being a cause of health issues. Because, you know, there's also people that deal with seasonal challenges. So it's it's not just a physical illness. It's, it's the mental capacity. It's also things that are more chronic, like arthritis and different things, that weather de- definitely has a role in how the symptoms behave. But, you know, dealing with what I was dealing with, I, I, I wanted to get back to this idea of what role does weather play, not just in the common cold, but kind of the before, during, and after? And started doing some research. And just to follow up a little bit compared to those other things I looked at, you know, I, I sort of broadened the window, right? I was more of just what it is. And of course, you get a lot of things about things being called under the weather. And you get a lot of descriptive pages that talk about why there's this whole thing of you know, maybe more colds in the wintertime. But one of the things that struck me as, as I was going through this is how much we continue to evolve in our understanding of things. There was a big paper, like I think it was 1985, that for a long time was kind of, you know, the evidence of, of you know, they took some time to explore specifically the cold virus. And, and I'm, I'm going to talk about the, the rhinovirus here, which is the predominant cold virus. It's not the only one. And... 
over time, though, you, you, what happens? You get a paper and it's kind of accepted, and if no one challenges it or, or reviews it or does it from a different perspective, some things, you know, we just come to accept as the place. And you know, I, I'll use colds as an example of we've always talked about why colds and other illnesses spread more in winter, and it's you know there was this belief it's because we're kind of all trapped indoors, right? Or we're getting together indoors and the air is stale. And and certainly that, that probably plays a role. But the more the cases are looked at, the more we realize that's really not what's going on or that's really not necessarily the only factor coming into play. So I really wanted to get back to the weather component, right? What, it, what role does the weather play? And even that has changed quite a bit. And one of the things I think we're working towards is some of the t- first times things are tested, you get a statistical result, all right? And a statistical result will say, well, more people catch colds in the wintertime, as an example. So whether, you know, there's this speculation, uh, someone hypothesizes that weather plays a role. And so they might do some investigation and say, see, it, it shows that. But at the same time, maybe it's not clear. Or over time, we see different research show maybe that's not the case. And, and that's the whole point of there always needing to be follow-on research. Because let's be clear, a lot of times our understandings of things are very rudimentary and initial conclusions we draw are flawed. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It it just shows our need to constantly need to revisit things and vet them out, if you will, make sure what we found is accurate, make sure that the processes we used were robust, make sure that the sample sizes, the, the different scenarios that might need to be tested, that's all the process of learning. And we as humans are not very good at A, either, you know, someone coming along later and saying, oh, you're, you know, we didn't find the same thing. And, you know, someone being upset that their research isn't validated or quite honestly being the follow-on research and finding nothing. I mean, it's, it's, that's disappointing. I've actually been working on a project lately where at times it gets frustrating because you want to be there to be that aha moment. But sometimes you look at stuff and there's just not. There's not an aha. There's not an obvious thing. And that sort of thing is, is not rewarded. We as pe- humans, we don't reward the confirmation of situations or the negative outcomes like we should because sometimes eliminating things is just as important as what we achieve. Okay. And medicine's a lot that way. You know, you've probably been to a doctor and, and they may order a test or they may say it's likely this. And if you get through that first phase and it's not, they say, okay, now we need to do this and that. And I went through an example of that lately with some, you know, some congestion related stuff. So the doctor speculated with something that didn't seem to resolve it. So we tried something else. And actually he was surprised by the test results second time around. He said, oh, I expected to see this and it's not. So you know, there's good in that, but we've still got this challenge that we're not precisely sure what's what's driving the problem, okay? So we deal with those things all the time in science and weather and medicine. Every day we deal with those sort of things because we understand some, but we don't understand everything. So what I found in, the, in digging through all this stuff is <laughs> realistically – it depends, right? Is there really a weather connection? It depends. And a lot of this has to do with we now understand more about the viruses themselves and 
you know, as you can imagine, no two viruses are alike, right? They have different structures and different behaviors. So different weather acts differently with different viruses. Shouldn't be shocking at all. So some actually like humidity. Some do much better when it's dry, right? The, the dryness allows them to do their thing and be more effective. And as you, you can imagine that, right? Maybe humidity dampens their effect or dampens their ability to spread. And, and let's just talk about it that way. So there's, there's two ways to be thinking about this, right? There's the weather from me as the human standpoint, and then there's the weather from the virus itself standpoint. And with the common cold, there's a couple things going on at play. The research would show that overall, the common, the rhinovirus likes it to be a little more humid, that it actually multiplies better naturally in a little more humid environment. That said, the human structure and the likelihood that a human is going to contract and respond, you know, actually catch a cold, if you will, is more prominent in when temperatures are a little cooler and a little drier. And that's why maybe we tend to see it a little bit more in the wintertime, okay? And an interesting side component of that is the part of your body that's more susceptible to being cold and still being interior than any other part of your body is your nose, right? So there's probably some evolution that's gone on with, with the rhinovirus that said, hey, you know, I may like it moist, but... What I really like is to multiply, and the best way to multiply is when it's a certain way in this dude's nose, right, or anybody else's for that matter. And so there is this conflicting thing about what's, what's going to be more important, but what it does seem is that generally in the winter time, that drier air and that colder air impacts our natural mechanisms, us humans, our mechanisms to kind of constantly refresh our immune system. And there are a variety of things that go on, including, though, the ability to, like, just our natural mucus clearing and everything else is dampened during the cold weather. So let's get back to that original premise. One, if you, if you, you know, because I, I remember when I was a kid, never go outside with a, with a wet hair of head. Wet hair of head. Wet <laughs> head of hair. Never do that, right? Because you'll catch a cold. No, it's got nothing to do with anything. But the reality is cold weather, generally speaking, does kind of dampen our immune system, parts of it, right? That whole mucus creation. But even as I've talked about in past things, when I was talking about weather as a therapy and doing like ice baths, there are certain things about cold that invigorate our system, right? So it's this delicate balance. But I found a research paper that was rather interesting, and it was, I think, helps kind of explain things, is maybe it's not so much just the cold or whether it's dry and cold. It may be that the changes are most relevant. And this was a fairly recent piece of research, and I hope we do see some follow-on. But their findings were pretty significant in that the percentages in difference were pretty major. So what they found and what they looked at specifically was not so much focused on whether it was wintertime or summertime or spring or fall, but they looked at how the weather was in the few days before the person caught the cold compared to how it had been. So when things got meaningfully colder, and particularly when they got colder and drier, 
that made it more likely that a person was going to get sick. Well, kind of make sense out of that. You know, it's sort of logical. Our bodies can tend to adjust to things. We get used to it being wintertime or summertime or whatever it is. But when things are changing, our body might need some time period before it goes into winter mode, if you will, or into summer mode. And that may be the susceptibility is less about what time of year it is and more about the level of changes. Now, they did find and they confirmed that kind of cold air, generally speaking, really cold air, <clears throat> the cold virus, the rhinovirus loves it. All right. So there's there's already some why do we see maybe more colds in the, I, let's say, the fall to spring window versus seeing them in summer. I, you know, if you've ever had a summer cold, we you probably have. People always talk about it. It's a miserable time to catch a cold. One, because most people don't. But it's always kind of disappointing, right? Because it is a little more unusual. But at the same time, even if the cold virus is more opportunity in the winter, maybe the real opportunity is when things shift. And it's not that the virus does anything different. It's just that our body hasn't acclimatized to the new situation. Now, you could argue that maybe some of it is just going from, and I think my situation was one in which, I'm pretty sure I caught it not being inside somewhere, actually sitting outside and eating. It was a cool night, but I was kind of in one of those tent areas. And I think it was just one of those things where, you know, it, it had been a certain temperature set and my body changed a little bit. And this is this tricky part, right? I'm, I'm, I'm making uh, confirmation bias. My situation kind of confirms what this research said. Doesn't necessarily mean it was true, but it got me to thinking that it does seem very plausible that if things are changing, that my body wasn't quite ready for what was going on temperature-wise. And that can be in general, right? That, you know, maybe it's not so much that things are changing, it's this that I didn't change my behavior. And I saw this mentioned as well, is in wintertime, when we know it's winter, we have this tendency to dress properly, right? And to put these clothes on. But sometimes when we're in these changing conditions, we don't do that. And that could be even in the winter or summer. So let's say it's wintertime and it's been warm for a few days and then all of a sudden it gets cold again, but we kind of gotten used to it being warmer. Maybe you don't throw that heavy coat on. Maybe you don't do whatever your ritual is in the winter to stay healthy, right? Maybe you're not hydrating the same way. Or if you had been running a humidifier in your house, maybe you stopped running it because you didn't feel you needed as much. All these things probably, probably are collectively involved. And this is the hard part, though, is how do you ever prove that? Because if all we have, if you take just the rhinovirus and you study it and say, yes, but it likes a little more humidity, sometimes when we get these other things, statistically now, we have this evidence that these colder days with lower humidity seem to respond in more colds, but why, right? It's not 100% sure why that is because one part of the evidence doesn't necessarily match the other part, okay? And that's where you want to see we, we're not just getting from a result-based acceptance to a true causal-based understanding. And that's where you hope the next level of the research goes. But what does this all mean in the end of things? I don't know. It means I had one of those, like I said, a once a decade cold. I, I tend to do that. I get like a, a cold once a decade that's really bad, one of these long two-weeker kind of things. And then I usually do catch the flu at some point about once a decade. And, you know, I'm out for a couple of days. But, again, thankfully bounce back pretty quick. 
What I do know is it's been a while. I use a CPAP machine just in general, and I know I haven't had either one of those things since the CPAP, and I started using that in 2016, so I guess I'm thankful. But now that we're out all doing more in the world again, I guess my body's got to readjust to being aware of all the things that it can catch and do a better job of recognizing them and fending them off, if you will. Any case, you know, did I walk away with some great aha moment? No, but I walked away with the idea that, you know, it's, it is important to kind of recognize what's going on around us and to continue to pay attention to our body and making sure that we're doing the right things to give its natural defenses the best chance we can. But you, you can't avoid it. We all catch colds. We do all the time. It's just some end up being worse than others. Any case, hope you found that interesting. I, you know, it was, like I said, on my mind, I thought I would share. And hopefully now I can get back to a regularly scheduled program. But just remember, the next time you find yourself under the weather, just remember, there's much more to weather than the weather itself.